Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Hi, Jonathan. It's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? You know, I'm uh, I'm doing not too bad. I had a good start to my day. I uh, snuggled with my, my two boys and my wife. Uh, I try to make time for my family every morning. And oh. uh, so it's one of my favorite rituals. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. You know, oftentimes I love to talk about the essence of this show which is to invite amazing guests like Jonathan to come talk to us about their triumphant stories because we believe that in our audience, there might be someone who is stocked up in a situation that Jonathan came out of triumphantly. So let's say that person is listening or those people are listening. They might actually pick an information out of what you, you said that would actually lead to their transformation. So that's our belief. And that's the essence of the show. So within the next few minutes, Jonathan, let us get started with your story, the challenges that you faced and how you overcame them. Then afterwards, I've got some questions for you. Okay, over Absolutely. to you, Jonathan. Yeah, well, um, so, so for myself, uh, one of the big challenges I went through was a traumatic experience while uh, living in South Africa. And uh, I was attacked and uh, violently assaulted, nearly murdered. And um, that that was a really really hard experience to go through, and I was entirely, I would say, unprepared to go through an experience like that. And so the kind of the follow up from that was a lot of mental health struggles, along with binge eating, food addiction, um, weight gain. So I had I had a lot of things go wrong, and I didn't really know how to find my way <laughs> find my way out of that uh, for for quite a number of years. And uh, you know, a part of me would also wonder like why why did I go through or like why 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 did I have to go through that experience? Why did this have to happen to me? Um, and so uh, yeah, my my weight ballooned up to about three hundred and thirty pounds. I was struggling with binge eating, food addiction, anxiety, depression, uh, and not really not really seeing a way a way out. And uh, you know I I'm I'm a man of faith, and so I mean I I do believe in God, and I do believe in God uh, guiding our lives, and so. I look at this like it was a really important transformative experience because uh, maybe I had this idea that by being a Christian, life is supposed to be uh, somewhat easier or something. By being a Christian, it turns out it's not. It's the, we're going to go through hard times. We're going to go through challenges. We're going to go through things that really test the limits of, of what, we're, what we're capable of. Um, but it forced me to, to turn to God and to ask for help and say, like, look, I, I've actually come to the end of myself. I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm struggling with these things. Uh, I, and I, but I don't, and I don't want to be, <laughs> I need help. And so sometimes I wonder if God takes us through his experiences to make us realize that it's really, really important that we, that we, we seek out his help. And so, and he will bring people, he, you know, he brought someone into my life, um, that was, that was incredibly helpful, um, that began to help me understand what, what compassion means, what self-compassion means, learning how to love and appreciate myself, which I probably would, never would have said before I, <laughs> before I was into my late thirties, so through most of my, most of my adult life, um, never even considering something like self-compassion. But uh, that was an incredibly important lesson to learn um, as well. And so as I began to heal my relationship to 
myself, um, I, then I was able to start healing my relationship with food. I was able to start working towards improved mental health. Um, I was able to start, you know, healing my healing my marriage. Um, I'm very fortunate. I have a wonderful, amazing wife. I've got two beautiful boys. Um, my wife's been by my side through through all of that. Uh, so that's kind of a kind of a condensed nutshell what I went through. Okay, let us dive into the very first question. Okay, mm. um, how can one break from um emotional and binge eating? You got that? Yeah, yeah. This is this is a tricky one. So, and I will say that, like, each person's, like, individual experience will be a little bit different. And, but really, I, I believe that the very first, the very first place to start with is this, this lens of compassion. So, the way that I define compassion is the ability to observe our behavior without judgment. There's more, obviously, there's more to compassion than that. But that's one aspect of it, the ability to observe our behavior without judgment. So, I look to Jesus, for example. Um, so look at, like, say, the woman that was caught in adultery. And Jesus looked at her and said, I know why you're doing this. Now, what you're doing isn't helpful. It's not healthy, and it's not helping you. But I understand why you're doing this. I'm going to help you so that you, you don't feel a need to do this anymore. So the first thing we really need to do is is to acknowledge that um, this behavior exists for a reason. And it's not because you're a bad person. But there is a reason why this behavior is occurring, and we want to understand that. And so the lens of compassion allows us this place of understanding first. Okay, so behavior exists for a reason. Why is that behavior occurring? Another thing that I like to keep in mind is this quote that says, um, relapse is as natural to change as exhaling is to breathing. What we're really saying is, when you embark on the process of trying to change a pattern of behavior, inevitably, there will be a relapse into the old pattern of behavior. If you understand that this is a part of the process of change, you're less likely to be discouraged and to be so harsh and unkind toward yourself for your struggles with this. Um, maybe the third thing I'll say is nobody puts up their hand and says, I'd like to be a binge-eating food addict. <laughs> I, I didn't put up my hand and ask for this. And so, but then this thing happened to me, and I fell into this pattern of behavior. So coming to the place where I realized that like I couldn't beat myself up, I couldn't punish myself and really abuse myself into a healthy relationship, a healthy behavior pattern. We can't do that. It starts with compassion. And so again, I go back to the Christian principle of like the way that Jesus looked at someone and said, "Hey, you're struggling with this. I'm not going to condemn you. I am going to help you." And so for us to take that kind of attitude is so much. Uh, it's so powerful. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> And I do hope that uh, by sharing my story, that others will be others will be encouraged as well. Even just from this idea that you're not you're not alone. In that. That's totally okay. Just just to encourage others that hey, if you're struggling with something, like you're human, mm. you're human. Because sometimes when we get into a deep struggle, I I felt like I was in the pit of despair. Like people people, if they knew my dirty dark secrets, if they knew my struggles and the nature of them. That they're going to judge me so harshly and so unkindly, and I just felt like so, uh, so low, like I was a worthless human being <laughs> for having these struggles. And uh, you know, but, but you know, God doesn't feel that way. God doesn't treat us like we're we're dirt or we're trash. But actually, let me help you. Let me reach out to you. Let me touch you. Let me show you that I can give you give you power that you wouldn't otherwise have in your life. And so, getting over this hump of like, 
I'm I'm absolutely worthless is so 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 important. That's so true. Okay, the second question. What do you mean by brain driven weight loss? <laughs> ah, yeah, so, so this is the work that I do. So um our brain is the driver of our behaviors. And so a lot of people in so in my professional capacity, I'm a I'm board certified health and wellness coach and a master nutritionist. So I help people work towards weight loss. And uh, but we think about the way that we've been taught to approach weight loss is I'm going to basically put myself into a straitjack. I'm going to try to punish myself into behavior change. I'm going to try to force behavior change. I'm going to restrict myself severely to make this happen. But it's not a sustainable way of doing this because it's not how our brain works. And so this is why people find themselves caught in the cycle of like, yes, you could use this method and lose a reasonably significant weight in a relatively short amount of time. That is possible. But then let's follow up with you three months later, six months later, one year later. What has happened? We haven't really addressed why the behavior was happening. And so when we embark on this process, I almost say that side effects will include weight loss. Right? Because really what we're doing is we're embarking on the process of changing ourselves. We're embarking on the process of changing our patterns of behavior. Well, in order to create change, we first have to understand how the brain works and how the brain forms patterns of behavior. And so I like to say that all behavior exists for a reason. So let's say you have a maybe a junk food addiction or something like that. That behavior is happening for a reason. And if we don't see, if we just come along and say, well, you have to cut out all junk food. Now, sometimes there's a health imperative. Let's say someone is diagnosed as diabetic, their, their health is at risk. Yep, sometimes you have to put some really hard boundaries in place and go there. You know, that's how far this is advanced. You have to now take this. But in most cases, we don't have to take such a strict approach. We have enough time and space to go, let's understand this pattern of behavior. Let's understand why this happened. What need is this meeting? And if we can understand that, we can look at, can we address this need in a different way? Can we help you come to a place of healing where you don't even have that need anymore? Things like that. So now the pattern of behavior is changed. <clears throat> and then we look at how do we wire a pattern into our brain? And it really is through simple repetition. This is why the, the practice of developing habits has become such a, a sort of popularized term now. It started, I think, with uh, James Clear and Atomic Habits. But it really is addressing how our brain forms patterns of behavior. So um, looking at it from that way, instead of you're a bad person that must be shamed into changing your behavior, that does not produce lasting results. To the last question. Mm. Um, okay, so it says, how do you make healthy eating faster and easier than fast food? <laughs> yeah. So one thing is we'll notice that fast food has gone up in price, uh, depending where, where in the world you might happen to live. But the other thing to consider is, okay, how much time does it take you to get to that place? How much time are you spending in line waiting for that food to come, whether it's in the drive or inside the restaurant? And, and how much are you spending? So I have this I have this idea that I like to outsource cooking to my appliances. Um, what I mean is because because we have this this perception that healthy eating is expensive and time consuming, and it doesn't have to be. So I go, okay, how do I make this simple? <clears throat> well, do I have I have an instant pot, I have an air fryer, and um, I have an oven and a rice cooker. And not everybody might have all of those appliances. So let's say you do, okay, or or some of those. Well, those appliances can cook your food without you having to be there you put it in you set some setting and you can walk away and when the timer goes off <laughs> you're ready 
<clears throat> I also think about how do I, how, what would a basic healthy meal look like? Well, you're probably going to include a protein, a vegetable, and a carbohydrate. So let's just, I'll just give you an example of what this might look like. Um, uh, let's say I put a couple of pork chops in my air fryer, set the timer on that. I put a cup of rice in my rice cooker, set the timer on that. I could actually, I could actually put some vegetables on to, in, mixed into my rice, or I could roast some frozen vegetables in my oven. All the timers are set, I can walk away, I can do whatever I want, come back, and the meal's waiting for me. And so if we think about, because we, we often disregard the time that we spend sitting in our car, sitting in a restaurant, that kind of stuff. Um, but to eat healthy doesn't mean you have to eat like the most perfect food you can find in the store. We, we suffer from a lot of cognitive distortion. That's really um, an exaggerated way of thinking. Healthy eating can be really simple. If you think about like beans, lentils, chickpeas, rice, these things are not expensive food to eat. Um, they can be they can be cooked with relatively little monitoring. Um, and so if you can if you can think about that, and then also think about having most people have an oven in their house. So a way of a way of cooking that doesn't really require you to monitor. Um, then you actually don't you might spend five or ten minutes on preparation, set your timer and walk away. And come back when the timer goes off and your meal's ready. And uh, when you when you buy these things in reasonable quantities at the store, your cost for serving is probably a third of what it is buying a restaurant meal or even a fast food meal. What advice would you like to give to the audience? And let's say there's someone who would like to reach out to you or um, learn more about you. How can that be possible? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me on freedomnutritioncoach.com if you want to learn a bit more about what I do professionally. Um, that's probably an easy way to reach me. And uh, you can you can find it. Just click contact and send me an email if you want to inquire. Um, I do offer anybody who, who wants to consider working with me the opportunity to have a free 30-minute conversation or consultation with me. Um, I always like to confirm that like I'm the right person to help you. So I think sometimes there's this misconception. Um, I'm not for everybody. And it's actually better for me as a business if if I'm not the right person for you to say, hey, you know, I see the help that you need. You're better served over here. They've now had a positive experience with me. Um, and hey, this person genuinely wanted to help me. They'll remember that. And they'll talk to someone else. On the other hand, maybe I am a good fit for you. So we'll have a talk about what it is that I do. Um, there's no pressure. A funny thing is I used to teach sales. Um, marketing i've been a business mentor i've been a mindset coach <laughs> i've done a lot of things in the business side of, of like the virtual and online business world and uh I've, I've really simplified my approach and it actually comes with having confidence in what i do and, and understanding the value of what i do and and maybe this sort of brings things full circle if we can come to understand the value of who we are and what it is that we do and what we bring every one of us has gifts to share i know that i'm very good at what i do so now I don't have to pressure anybody into working with me because I know if I'm the right fit. That people will see the value in, the, in in working with me, and it will make sense to do that. So yeah, you know, feel free to hop over to freednutritioncoach.com and uh, send me a message or book a book a complimentary call with me. Amazing, thank you so very much. So that's going to be the end of the show, Jonathan. Thank you for your time. It means a whole lot. Thank you so very much. Thank you. It's truly been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. 
Your feedback is greatly appreciated.